0: CineBuds is supported by Associated Bank CineBuds, CineBuds, two buddies CineBuds. Talking about CineBuds. cinema Hey, Hi. hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello uh, From 88.9, I'm Justin Barney
1: From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard
0: And today we are talking about Belfast
1: We all have a story to tell but what makes each one different is not how the story ends.
0: Belfast rather- is the new movie about the city Belfast. Surprise! And surprise! <laughs> In uh, Northern Ireland, it is written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, he starring movies such as Dunkirk. And a tenant, and a whole bunch of Shakespeare movies. Yeah, he
1: does love his Shakespeare.
0: And he uh, he wrote and directed this. It's kind of loosely based on his his life and his childhood, or events in his childhood in Belfast. It is a sentimental look at the hometown of which he grew up in. Christopher Pollard, what did you think of Belfast? <sighs>
1: I did not care for it.
0: <laughs> I didn't care for it either.
1: <laughs> See, I, I would tell you, when I was driving home, I was like, I kind of hope Justin loves this one.
0: And I was driving here and I was thinking, <laughs> I kind of hope Kate Ollie loves this. <laughs> I was like, just,
1: It's been a minute since we've disagreed. Yeah. But yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on why.
0: What, what's kind of the big reason why you think it didn't work?
1: All the elements of this film are very disconnected from one another. I agree. Oh wow, okay.
0: I I I felt like what I was thinking was the biggest issue is that it just is so even throughout. There's it's a real even tone that is a real low buzz. It never it never really reaches a high. It never really reaches a low. It doesn't really say a whole lot other than Belfast was my home and I love her.
1: Yeah, for being for being set in such a uh uh, a high, high risk time. The mm-hmm. the risky parts, <laughs> yes, are few and far between. And they set absolutely. The, they set the tone for this movie. Like, oh, this is high stakes. And then this for is a Belfast, long, Ireland, right in '69, and for a long time, it's just like a coming of age
0: movie or like a family melodrama. Or just kind of like disparate little bits of childhood. It's yeah. like conflict through a child's eyes. But it's... Th-
1: and then you get, here's another high stake. And then uh, it's not that high stake, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> and then stylistically, it is those two, the style, the visual style and the story mm-hmm. in no way should be together.
0: They should not. I mean, it's the movie starts with this colorful look at modern Belfast. Soundtracked by Van Morrison, famously uh, from Belfast.
1: So much, so much to say about this.
0: So much to say about that. You know, but that like that's it starts with like this colorful, it's uh, a travel kind of like pan. It's a travel ad. I got to the the end of the movie and I was like, did was that just like made by the travel board of Northern Ireland? The whole thing just like really felt like a travel ad for the city of belfast
1: yeah i agree i I have many thoughts let's dig in
0: i have many thoughts too we will dig in in the long form in the podcast you can listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts we're also going to do our favorite segment what else we've been watching so it's not just going to be negative we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that we love
1: And there's some some positive about this movie, too. I'll talk about it,
0: yeah. Uh, We're going to talk more about this uh, after the break. There's a lot to say. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership in Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself, donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. Okay, uh, we're back, Christopher. Ooh. Let's get a shovel and dig in. Okay, so this movie started. It's it starts with that the pan of of modern Belfast and the Van Morrison song, yeah. uh, which is kind of like really in conflict with with what you're kind of expecting because yeah. the uh, the poster is in black and white. It is of this like little kid. You're you know that it takes place in like 1960s Ireland, and you're like, why is this happening? Why is this Van Morrison song so bright? And why is this A little travel ad for Ireland, and I was and I was also like, Well, of course, they start with Van Morrison, like a little on the nose there. And then I started keeping track of how many Van Morrison songs were in this movie, and after six. After six <laughs> Van Morrison songs, I just stopped. Yeah. I, you know, I I grew up and my dad had a greatest hits of Van Morrison CD yeah. and cassette that we listen to all the time. And I love Van Morrison. And there was like.
1: Maybe they borrowed your dad's copy for this film.
0: <laughs> I literally I think that they did because at one point I was like, I think this is the exact tracking <laughs> yeah. of the greatest <laughs> <know>. hits album.
1: <laughs> it's in order. <laughs>
0: It is in order.
1: Despite what's happening in the film, they're going to play the next track of the Van Morrison Greatest Hits.
0: Okay. And then at the end, it said that Van, it said music by Van Morrison, but it's not, it wasn't, Yeah. All of the songs weren't by, there was two songs that weren't Van Morrison and they had like that credit leads me to believe that Van Morrison was the musical director on this, (laughs) which also leads me to believe that he did not have to include every single one of his greatest hits, but instead was given rights to do the music. And he was like, you know what this movie needs? 12 Van Morrison songs. (laughs) That is so... It is a yeah. very Van Morrison thing to do. I yeah. mean, he is like that guy. <laughs> but yeah. that, I think that movie was just... That was a big part of what was wrong with this movie and what didn't work. It was like two minutes of di- of of movie and then a Van Morrison song. Like, yeah. here's 10 minutes of movie and a Van Morrison song. 10 minutes of movie and a Van Morrison song. And here's
1: song. the problem, is that though the tone of his songs often... Yep. Did not yep. go with what was oh. happening in the movie at all, and not at in a all. and not in a like, hey, let's play a happy song over a tragic thing, which you know can be effective. Not even that. Just like, why is this so happy? And then there's something kind of sad going. It's just, it was way off
0: way off yeah it just was such a break in the action like a song like that should like tie those two things together yeah. or should you know should serve some function other than being like here's Belfast's most famous singer another hit
1: yeah let me
0: talk let's talk
1: about the you, you mentioned the black and white and then the color right. I want to talk about the visual style real quick because God. it didn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> did not. It's it's the visual style. I thought about this this morning. It's like a uh, it's like a dad trying to appeal to his teenage kid and the, and their friends. It's like you guys like uh, Devo right? Like, dad, stop! You're embarrassing us. Kenneth Branagh is too late in his career to adopt this kind of trendy uh, black and white extreme angles. Uh, really deep, a lot. deep set, yeah, long, long shot tracking shots. I mean, it was like, he was like, I'll do a little Spike Lee here and there. And I'll do a little Roma, you know, for the black and white. None of mm. it, but that, and that can be a cool look. It was a cool look. It just didn't match anything of what was going on in the movie.
0: It was definitely a choice. It just felt like a big choice to, yeah. like, you know, to hide a bunch of stuff or to be, you know, to, to show the movie in the like sentimental light that it was looking for. And it's like, I like black and white. I like sure. in Roma. It's like super effective. A lot of times, like I'm really drawn to it and it felt like we need another thing to like draw people into the kind of like romantic sentiment of, uh, Belfast.
1: Yeah. it just, didn't match this very, uh, pl- I don't want to say bland story, but, this story that should have been more exciting and intense. Uh, well, let's it, talk about the story. Yeah, let's talk about the
0: story. It's, so it's written by by Kenneth Branagh who is a famous actor. You've seen him in Dunkirk, you've seen him in like kind of a bunch of war movies. He's just Harry like Harry Potter. Harry Potter, he's a a good-looking charming old man who's from Belfast. And um it just very much felt like this script was I'm going to write a bunch of short stories and uh, kind of you know tie them together and it was so driven by this dialogue which ultimately didn't really develop a character it didn't really develop a storyline it didn't have an it didn't have a a large arc that it was telling it didn't tie ends together it just like there were times where i smiled there were times when i True. laughed there were some lines that hit, but ultimately like there was a bit in the, in the middle where he's talking about his son and he's talking about, uh, he's talking to his wife about moving out of Belfast and he's like, these kids are suffering here. And you had been watching this whole thing through this kid's eyes and you had not seen a single second of him suffering. I was yeah. like, how, how could yeah. you have all of this and not show, they showed it, they showed some of it after, but like to that point, I was like, what? Wh- this movie should show more than tell. And it told so much more than, than it it showed in this yeah. movie at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've got a, a family drama happening during, uh, a, in a town in Belfast during what they call the troubles where, you know, Catholics and Protestants were viciously fighting each other. And then you had a British contr- military control of the town is from what I understand. Um, But it never
0: really explained that. It also never really explains the conflict. It just says Protestants and Catholics, and it makes a joke about Catholics. Right.
1: If you know about it or even vaguely know about it, it's fine. But if you don't, it's it's like, okay, you kind of get the gist of what's happening, I guess. But – They start out with this incredible riot that puts these children in danger, and like the the mother is trying to block rocks hitting her child with a trash can lid. So you have that at the beginning. So that to me sets a tone of oh this is going to be an intense film uh, with real danger happening. And then you also have a brief glimpse at this like local kind of a thug who's trying to take advantage of the situation and threatening this man's family. That was a thing that was supposed to should have been like tense through the whole thing like you know something's going to happen.
0: Would have been great to develop that character. Why is he doing this? Right. You know like what's his angle? Him and the husband have, uh, have have obviously known each other for a long time and like at one point he's like you're a thug and you always have been. right but It doesn't right. like there's no reason for him to say that or for us to understand that other than yeah. those words that he just said.
1: Yeah, and then then those moments of danger are just so few and far between that you kind of forget because most of it's about this kid has a crush on his classmate and these grandparents are real sweet. And they're, they're talking about maybe moving to England, uh, which (laughs) they talk about moving to England and the, the mother's very like, she wants, this is our neighborhood and I want to live here, but they rarely discuss the fact that it's horribly, horribly dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, it just doesn't come up as much in that conversation. So it's like, the middle chunk of this film is just a family drama about maybe having to move away from this sweet town. And then it's book, it's like bookended by, Oh, the awful things are happening. And there's this incredible, like I said, that thug, that, that confrontation with the thug, when it finally comes, I was like, either either way, if it, if it ends in real tragedy, it's too intense for this film. And if it just, Mm -hmm. if it just kind of peters out, it's like, what was the point? And mm-hmm. it did one of those things. I won't. <laughs> and it was both were, you know, both options are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just does just so many things in this movie. It's like a jigsaw puzzle, and none of the, all the pieces look pretty, but they don't fit together.
0: They, yeah, they didn't. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll also say that, like I said, every, oh, almost all of the elements of this film are good, if they were connected to different films. Right. Except, and this is where I may be going off the rails, (laughs) except the kids. (laughs) The kids were terrible. I genuinely think the children actors in this movie, the two, two or three of them, were not good. You're right. Yeah. And I- <laughs> this, is, this is usually the point
0: where you. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna say it because yeah. I did not want to be that guy. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that you are the uh, the bigger or the smaller man. <laughs> yeah, say.
1: yeah. Depending on your perspective, it's like they were theater actors. It's like they were in a school play where they had to be real big and their faces had to be real big and like it was so. It was like Annie. It's like they were all performing in Annie, but then. Like, a semi
0: gritty. <laughs> I had to. There drama. was like a point where I just like focused on the background. Yeah. To not have to look at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I felt bad. I'm like, it's a cute kid. He's. I'm sure. He's, I'm sure, he's a nice fella, and I'm sure he's great in stage productions. But in this film, it was real like candy coated for a film that shouldn't be. Yeah. I will say here's the highlight of this film for me. It All right, is, yeah, let's
0: end on like a little a little bright note. Yeah, we'll
1: get a little niceness. And I cannot pronounce this man's name. I think it's Sharon Hines. He plays pop. The uh oh, he and there. then and Judy Dench. So that's like the, the, the grandma and grandpa yeah. kind of characters. Uh, their relationship was <sighs> so great. They were adorable and they're incredible actors, both of them. And yeah, they were performing at a level way above this film. But yep. their, yeah, their relationship with each other, and then with the kid, is just really special and sweet.
0: Yes, I agree. So I, I did,
1: I really did enjoy that.
0: And he had, he was given like the best lines and uh, yeah. some of the best jokes.
1: Oh yeah, he's like a real charming, charming old guy, and he's flirting with the grandma, and then they dance, and oh, it's so sweet. Uh, yep. So I, and and Judy Dench, there's some intense close-ups on her, which again didn't fit, but you at least get to see. This kind of, be- this like, master class in acting.
0: Yeah. I I feel bad just ragging on this movie, but I feel less bad that it's Kenneth Branagh and he's done everything and is hugely successful and has, yeah. this movie is not a risk to his career at all.
1: I will say something interesting, something interesting to me is that looking at the movies he's directed, this is definitely a departure. He's mostly big-budget, either Shakespeare adaptations or these like big budget kind of like uh, our, our first, yeah, Thor, <laughs> or our very first, uh, our very first podcast was a murder on the Orient express. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he does these big ones and then he's done a early in his career. He did some smaller films, but like he's been used to doing these really big films. And so this was, seemed like an attempt to do something smaller, personal and more stylish. But again, I feel like that, ship has sailed for you, the stylish part. Like, you, like, this could have been great if you would have made it a bit more traditional film-wise, like, the way you filmed it, and taken out some of the parts that were just extraneous and added in a bit more of a heavy, uh, like, a bit heavier weight to this film.
0: His directing credits are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Thor, like... Thor, which is just yeah. so surprising. Right. The live action Cinderella in 2015, uh, yeah. Artemis Fowl, or Murder on the Oriental Express, these kinds of like really, really big movies. Yeah. And then Hamlet and Much Ado yeah. About Nothing and Henry V. All these yeah, the Shakespearean Shakespeare. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, and then this.
0: <laughs> and then this. All right. Yeah, well, let's wrap it up here on Belfast. Uh, I saw a downer. It's playing there. All right. Belfast. Um, (laughs) Let's go on to.
1: (laughs) Let's move on.
0: Let's move on. Our favorite segment of the week and every week. Christopher, what else have you been watching?
1: What else have I been watching? We watched. uh, We're watching a lot of television right now.
0: I am watching a lot of television, too. I, I think that just like a lot of new seasons a uh, series just like dropped new seasons, and so, uh, and it's also November, and it gets dark at two thirty, and it just feels like, <laughs> yeah, just Digging feels like it. watching it.
1: I finally, season. I finally jumped on board uh, Midnight Mass.
0: Oh, finally! Yeah. Wow.
1: So I'm only, I'm, I'm maybe like halfway. Oh, I really like it. It's really, hey. it's uh, scary. It's genuinely scary and intense. Um, I like it's that. It's less
0: one. scary than I thought it would be. Is it really? Yeah, uh,
1: there's been moments I was like, oh, I definitely had a mm-hmm. yikes moment. Yikes! But I do really like it so far. I'm like halfway through, right? Same. Yeah. Um, but I also rewatched a classic that I really liked, and I wanted Nicole to see it. Is a fish called Wanda? Have you oh, ever seen that?
0: I saw it, but a very long time ago. I remember when I was,
1: I don't know, teenager in my 20s. I watched this movie a lot, and we quoted from it all the time. And I haven't seen it forever, and it really holds up. It's a very funny ensemble comedy.
0: That is rad. I always remember seeing it when I was going to Blockbuster and like seeing the movie on the wall. It was like one that was always up there.
1: Kevin Klein, I forgot. Kevin Klein won an Oscar for this, which I love because it's a comedy, and the fact mm-hmm. that he won an Oscar for a comedy is really impressive. But he was very funny in it. Uh, John Cleese,
0: John Cleese, Mike, Michael Palin,
1: yeah. It's it's a it still holds up. I was glad to see because it came out in '88. I forgot yeah. how old it was, but yeah, real good. Good, so it was good that it still holds up. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I. Finally watched Squid Game. Oh, did you
1: watch the whole thing?
0: I watched the whole thing in like 20 oh. hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I literally just crushed it. Oh, that's
1: great. How'd you like and,
0: it? Ah, it was uh, then, just as hard as everybody says it is. I know. It's, it, it's so is. good. I was also kind of like surprised at how how uh, big it was. Yeah, because it's it's like it's not like a super crowd pleaser. Right. Um, and uh, I watched it in Korean with with English subtitles, which is yeah. usually less likely for success. But oh, uh, do
1: they have a subtitle? I mean, a a, a dubbed option?
0: Yeah, there's a dubbed option. Oh. And mine like defaulted to dubbed. And I, oh, like, interesting. Kind of like I don't love that
1: yeah yeah i now that you mentioned it it is kind of surprising because it's a very it's i mean it's a great show so it's not su- that surprising in that but it is surprising that it appealed to american audiences in such a huge way um so but i'm really happy that it did it's getting yeah, a second me too. season Get a second season coming
0: yeah and uh i've also been watching succession i'm just like yeah, all the all the things and uh great British bake-off oh yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: me too i am too Can i haven't I... watched
0: the. i haven't watched the final and i don't want to spoil anything for anybody no
1: i haven't either and i want to say jurgen who's the german contestant whose Who eyebrows delightful. are wonderfully out of control oh yeah i think every time nicole goes if he doesn't get his own show he's like a like the most delightful wise teddy bear and he just like loves his wife such a sweetheart and every time he speaks i just i'm like that's hilarious he's he's
0: just like like a little poo
1: bear you know no that's exactly right yeah yeah oh uh, back to squid games i did see that there was a american journalist interviewed one of the actors from it and she said to him oh what's it like with all the sudden fame you have, can you leave the house without people recognizing you now? And she did not realize that he's actually been a huge star in Korea for (laughs) a really, really long time. And it was somebody posted like, you might want to do your research before you start talking to people.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, Oh, that's a big surprise. Quite a gaffe. Yes. Same. Anything else you've been watching anything else?
0: That's honestly it. Those I mean, when you're watching like big long TV series, yeah. those those are the big ones. Well,
1: I will say I've been watching especially this morning and then when we went to the movies last night, saw a lot of trailers. Yeah. And there's some exciting things coming out.
0: Yeah. What what were what did you see? I saw this trailer for wolves. Did you see that? Oh no. I it don't know why just
1: the word wolves got me excited. I was like, I don't know why, it- but that sounds great.
0: It, it's like, uh, it looks like it could be like an A24 movie. Yeah. Um, and it is like people or um, young people who feel that they are animals and they all like go to a like thing together and try to, I don't know, like become humans <laughs> or untrain themselves. Really? Yeah, so that it sounds looks very bizarre.
1: Right which... up my alley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, there's a movie that could be terrible, but for some reason appealed to me is uh, Peter Dinklage is in a new adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac. So in, instead of, I guess, instead of Cyrano, it traditionally has a really long nose. And then this character, he's just a small oh. person, uh, a little person. Um, but it, I kind of looks good, and I think it may be a musical. Uh, there's a lot of things going against it in my on paper, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, I feel like I really want to see this.
0: I, I would definitely see that. I had, yeah, I, I worked in a mail room with this guy uh, named Mark Zeke who was like, he was like a real, he was like a old curmudgeon, and he just like, he had. A, I worked in the mail room with him in like 2012 or 2013. And uh, he had, like, he had a countdown clock on his desk to uh, the end of the world, which was, like, December, (laughs) like, 12th, 2012. Yeah. And he, like, had a countdown on his desk.
1: That's pretty funny.
0: (laughs) And that was just, like, the kind of guy that he was. He's, like, real kind of, like, old and curmudgeonly, but he, like, you know, secretly a heart of gold and it was, like, really well-read and really kind of, like, romantic under his gruff exterior. And yeah. he loved Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, really? Yeah. It was oh, like a, nice. he would, like, bring it up kind of frequently. So I would <laughs> for sure see that for Mark. <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely. And there's also a new – it's a holiday film, sort of, but it's also a very dark comedy about the end of the world. Um, I think it's called Silent Night, and it's got Kira Knightley in it. Um, but it's essentially it looks like a wealthy group of people coming together to have dinner and act like uh nothing's wrong, but the end of the world is coming um oh, that sounds fun, but it it did seem very funny. The trailer was very funny, and I like one I'm looking for a new holiday film, and I do love a dark comedy, so I'm excited to see that one
0: cool, yeah,
1: and then obviously. Licorice Pizza is coming out soon.
0: Oh, oh my God!
1: The new Paul Thomas Anderson film comes out.
0: Yeah, not wait. Yeah,
1: comes out Christmas Eve uh, at the Oriental Theater. Get your tickets. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited to see that one. Uh, He hasn't had a film for a minute, I don't think.
0: Yeah, since Inherent Vice.
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I can't think of another one, but.
0: All right, can't wait for that. And uh, next week we're doing House of Gucci. That's right.
1: I got to so. go get uh, my sleeping bag because it's a three-hour film. <laughs> I know. I might need a nap in between. I'm excited to see I mean, it. Might though. as
0: well go on a dream lounger, you know? You'll be halfway
1: <laughs> there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd like to stay awake for the entire film.
0: All right, this has been Cinebuds. Cinebuzz is edited by DJ Kenny Perez.
1: Woohoo!
0: Our uh, theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author, Brett Newski. The newsk. Uh We get handcrafted song inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you. Thank you to Associated Bank. Oh, thanks. And also thank you to members of Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee.
1: Thank you, guys. You're the best.
0: And uh, to my... Van Morrison the Van <laughs> Morrison of my heart
1: I, I it's a wonderful time for my moon dance he's oh, nice <laughs>
0: Christopher Pollard.
1: Oh, unexpected I have no prepared
0: remarks great thank you alright see you next week